Welcome to the Single Parent Podcast. Whether you've been a single parent for a while now or have just started on your journey, the Single Parent Podcast is a safe place for single parents to get some great information and resources, hear the stories of fellow single parents, and connect with a strong and supportive community. We want to help you go from surviving to thriving. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Single Parent Podcast. Today we have a special guest to share her story. And uh, Christina, could you introduce our lovely guest today? I sure can. Thanks for joining us today, everyone. Um, I first met this lovely lady uh, just by kind of chance, actually. It was through a, uh, a networking group that I belong to. I'm a videographer by trade, and so I belong to a local networking group. And uh, they have a sister chapter. And, and uh, Tamara uh, actually reached out to me to say, hey, she, had, she, she kind of, I don't want to say crashed one of our meetings, but you, you, you invited yourself along. And I love that you did that. So um, we, I got to you know, know a little bit about Tamara. And then she contacted me afterwards to set up a one-on-one. And I'm so glad she did because it was one of those situations where um, we, as we were chatting, like I could tell she had a really good vibe. Like we, we vibe very similarly, her and I. And so when I found out she was a single mom, it was one of those points where oh, you're a single mom, I'm a single mom. And it was like, oh my goodness. It was one of those, we must now be friends in some capacity. I feel just on a general level with moms, we do this, but single moms, it's like that extra, oh, I see you and I know what you're going through. So um, very much wanted to welcome Tamara to the podcast today uh, when I asked her to come on the podcast. Um, she was very open to it, which was awesome. Um, so I'm so glad that that you agreed to be on here today. So thanks for joining us, Tamara. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And yeah, that, that was like the perfect like little moment of just like, oh, wait. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> perfect. I have another single mom friend. Yes. It was like, I see you and you see me. <laughs> So her and I chatted a little bit um, uh, about her story. So how how about you tell tell our listeners a little bit about um, kind of what what started you on your on your journey of single parenthood? Um, yeah, that's that's an interesting one to start with. So uh, basically, what kind of started me on my journey to single momhood was uh, my partner. We it was not a very good relationship. Um, and he decided to ask me to leave was kind of how it went. He asked me to leave one day just out of the blue. It was, it was actually a really weird way to happen. He came in and he goes, so I think you should go visit your dad. And my dad, like I'm originally from BC and uh, I hadn't seen my dad. I'd seen my dad once in eight years that we were together. So for him to say that I was kind of thrown off. And he's, I'll pay for it. I was like, okay. So he leaves the room. Sweet. Sweet. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> trip to BC. I'm out of here. Right? Like, okay, okay. I'll do it. I'm totally okay with going to see my dad. My dad and I are close. And uh, then, yeah, he left, comes back into the, into the room. And he starts going off about how he wants to make sure that we never end up to a point where we actually like hate each other and can't stand being around each other. And all of these things. And I'm kind of like, okay, 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 okay. And then he leaves the room again. And then he comes back into the room and he says, so I think you need to find out your own place. 
Oh, what? I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> that escalated quickly. I want to say it escalated very quickly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, he was just kind of like testing the waters to see, to see where I was at. And, uh, yeah, so he came back and he was like, yeah, so I think, I think you need to find your own place. And I think that's going to be your next best move. And I was like, okay, let's do it. Like it was my, my heart kind of dropped for a second, but at the same time, I was kind of, I was definitely at a point where I felt like that was exactly what was needed. Like I was kind of working on myself to remove myself from the relationship already. So it was kind of like a weird out that I got. And I was like, yes, I'm taking this. And, uh, and so I actually, I locked a place in before I went to see my dad, because I knew that when I came back, he was going to ask me to stay. I already knew that was going to be a thing. And, uh, uh, so I found a place, locked it all in, and then I went to my dad's for a couple of weeks. Sure enough, when I came back, he was like all over of the idea of don't leave me because I missed you so much. And uh, so I took the idea of, well, I've already signed a lease, so I have to move. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. You're, you're committed do- now. Like you've made, yeah. you've made these plans and you're, you're committed. Yep. So I, I, had a, I had a question about that moment where um, where, where he, he basically laid out, like, you need to find your own place. It it almost sounds like it was a bit of a relief for you. It kind of was like, there was a definitely a moment of like sadness. Cause it's like, of course, like in any relationship, it doesn't matter how good or bad it is that there's an ending of things. So it's sad. And so it took me a second to kind of go, Oh crap. Like this is, this is happening, but it was a sense of relief too, because I didn't have to do it. I have a question. Cause I'm like, I'm still trying to like imagine <laughs> myself in your shoes. And I'm like, Oh, like, was you there guys can't see lot- Christina's face, her face throughout this whole thing was just, she's, <laughs> I could see her trying to process it. <laughs> I am. I'm processing it. And I'm thinking in my head. Okay. So before that moment, were there any conversations between the two of you that may have led you to believe that it was going to end because you said it wasn't the best relationship. So I, I'm wondering if you sort of seen it coming or were you completely blindsided or. Yeah, I was completely blindsided to be honest. Um, It wasn't the best of relationship, but uh, we were both trying to make things work. There was a lot of toxic behaviors within the relationship. Uh, It was, it was really, it was far from healthy and yeah, no, it was definitely out of the blue for me from him. Like I was putting on up stickers in our bathroom wall for our kids when it was happening. Like that's how out of the blue it was. Like I kind of was in my process of possibly trying to end things for myself, but he wasn't. So while I was putting stickers up on the wall in the bathroom, he came in and he goes, I wish you wouldn't do that. And that's where that conversation started. Wow. Like yeah. it, cause we, we've talked about being blindsided on, you know, on the, on the podcast a little bit. And I, I, I've had some conversations as well, you know, from, from my own situation. Um, and, and I've, I've been questioned by people about that. It's like, well, did, were you really blindsided or were there, you know, indicators along the way? And it's, it's almost like if there's problems in your relationship, it's like you should expect it or something, 
but because it, it but like with you you know like you said your relationship sounds like it, it may even have been a bit toxic from you know from conversations that um you know you and i have had and and that but um it it, it almost it almost seems like you in order to be blindsided there had to be no problems everything was fine everything was great but you can be blindsided in a relationship that isn't the greatest either yeah oh absolutely and and even the thing too is his perspective was um or at least he always put out to to me that our relationship was great there was no problems mm. right so for him to yeah. say it it was very wait what? <laughs> what well exactly like there's only so many times you can ask how are things going how are you feeling about things? And when you hear fine, things are good, you kind of take them at their word, don't you? Yeah, well, and he was the one convincing, trying to convince me that our relationship was good. <laughs> so right. that's where it was very like, wait, seriously? So when you came back and you, you know, you'd had the lease signed and everything, what, what kind of, what happened after that point? I came back, he asked me to stay and I said, obviously no, because I had my own place. And so he asked that we would work on things. And uh, due to kind of where I was at, uh, when, when, I, when I said yes to leaving and everything, I, I was at a point in my life where I had no self-worth, none. Um, I was not good for myself. I, it was, it was a really, I was in a really bad spot mentally. And so uh, obviously I said, yes, like I was an instantaneous, yes, we'll work on things. Like I didn't want any sort of confrontation. I didn't want any of that. And I mean, another part of me too, is I kind of hope that things, like I was really hoping, you know, we could work on things and make things better. It wasn't like, I still love him. And, and I wish that we could have made things work 100%. I mean, we're still working on things, but, um, it was, it was really hard. I had to move all my stuff out of the house and I had to, I ended up asking my mom and another friend to help me. Uh, he was not home when I was doing it. He asked me not to wait until he had left the house and, and then he would get upset because I was moving all my stuff out, which was kind of like a conf conflicting, like, well, what do I do? Um, my kids, they, they took it surprisingly quite well to begin with. Uh, he sat down with them. He, he told me that he wanted to sit down and talk to them. So he sat down with them and told him that we were doing this because he needed to work on himself so that he could be better for them. And that we both loved them and it had nothing to do with them. It was not their fault. And so he was, he would, did really well with that. And I, of course, sat down and said basically the same thing to them afterwards. And so I moved pretty much all of their stuff to my place. And there was almost a sense of like excitement in a way. I, I had my own space. I could do my own things. I didn't have to, I didn't have to talk to somebody about hanging up a picture on the wall in a certain place. I didn't have to worry about them moving it on me when I wasn't looking. I could Hell yes. Like, <laughs> There was this huge sense of like excitement that I could do whatever I wanted in my own space. Uh, and so that kind of helped, I think, with everything. And not a whole lot had changed anyways. I was kind of doing most of like the mom stuff on my own anyways. Uh, 
I was not getting very much help when he was with me anyway. So it was kind of, it was, it was a pretty easy transition, I would say, into going into my own place. It actually was almost easier, mm-hmm. to be honest. You know, it seems that there's always this general consensus from our single parent friends who always say the transition can be easy if you are doing most of the work yourself anyway. Like I found that transition as well to be almost liberating because I too had my own space and I was like maybe gaining some of my identity back. And I'm not sure if you can relate to that sense of, you said a little bit about losing self-worth. Did you find that after having your kids and being in a maybe more so a tumultuous relationship that did have some toxic traits that you lost your identity in that moment, or maybe share a little bit about that. Oh, absolutely. I, I gave everything of me to my kids and to him, everything. I don't even know why I'm getting emotional about this one. Yeah. <laughs> um, I... What, by the time I moved out, I didn't know who I was. I, I didn't know what I wanted from life. I didn't know. I didn't know myself outside of a mom. I really, I really didn't. And so I ended up in. I ended up going to counseling uh, for about a year and a half, just to figure that part out, um, and to kind of figure out who I was again, and. And how to get me back because, yeah, it was (laughs) having my kids. It really changed my life in every sense of the form. When I, when I got pregnant with my first, I was actually in school. I was going to be a stage manager. I was like, I had everything. And then when I was pregnant with her, I had to decide, do I do my dream career job or do I have a family? Cause you can't, you can't go to school like that. Like I was in class 7am till 11pm every single day, seven days a week. You can't have a baby and do that at the same time. So, uh, so I basically, I had to choose there and I mean, I don't regret it in any sense of the form, but it was definitely a hard decision to make and losing that. And then just continuously losing every little bit of me, like, it was, <laughs> it, it definitely, I, yeah, I had no, no freaking clue who I was when I left. I, I feel that. Same. I feel that because mm-hmm. that, that was me. That was me. Like hearing you speak, it was, it, it was throwing me back to before the divorce. Cause that's exactly what it felt like for me. I, I feel that so much girl. I, I absolutely yes. do. And it's, it, it, I think Christina, said it perfectly when it was in that moment even though it seemed like it was a bit of a relief for you it was probably terrifying as hell because it was like your entire self suddenly didn't exist anymore it because that part that part was gone it was like whoa okay so that's not me anymore and like like I heard you I heard you saying you didn't know you didn't know who you were you didn't know like outside of being a mom outside of being you know uh, a, a wife and I actually caregiver. you were you were married yes no we were common law okay 
I'm going to say wife anyways, because I mean, if you're common law, you're kind of, it's wifey, but like you're, you're in it together. Right. And you, you have this role that you play within the relationship. And, and I, oh yeah, that just, I actually started tearing up a little bit when you were talking there. Cause it was like, oh man. Yeah. Like I remember feeling like that and you, you almost feel toxic a little bit mm-hmm. when, when you think of that. So when kind of how you are now, like your, your super bright personality, like when, when, when you were chatting, mm-hmm. you know, I, I loved seeing that and, and interacting with you and, it, it was almost like, it was almost like I, I saw a sister soul in you because hearing what you, what you've been through, it was like, holy shit. Like I, I went through that exact thing where you lose yourself, you lose yourself in the marriage, you use, you lose yourself in motherhood and you, you, you forget you. Right. So when, when did you start kind of finding you again? When, what was kind of some little moments that you, you remember where you're like, oh, hello again. I've missed you. Yeah, no, uh, thank you. Um, for me, there was a few things that kind of got me on the track of finding myself again. Uh, first was a counseling. I highly recommend it to every single person, even if they feel like they don't need it, go anyways. Um, so going to counseling regularly, I was going like pretty much every single week for a while too. And um, checking in and we just talk and, and eventually I, uh, eventually I, I finally started kind of getting on this path of why I was feeling so lost and trying to find my, navigate my way through everything. And, uh, the other one that was really big for me was, uh, so I had a, there's a two. So I have a mentor. She's, she was my old drama teacher in high school. And uh, we've stayed connected this whole time. I mean, theater, what it's, it kind of brings people together. And so she, she had gone through some kind of similar experiences. Her experiences were probably way more extreme than mine. Uh, but her and I really, I guess, like just, just connected on such a different level. And so she became like one of my closest friends. And so she helped me navigate a lot of it too. Uh, and I started doing, um, it's called transcendental meditation. I said it right. Uh, so that <laughs> helped a lot with this. <laughs> That's a terrible. mouthful and a half. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so a very special form of meditation. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I was able to kind of have like moments of just peace within myself because I mean when you're when you're on this like pathway of like who the hell am I you're always got like all of this crazy noise in your head all the time plus you know dealing with being a mom and and your your job and whatever else in your world it just it helped give me that moment of rest so I could actually take on everything else um and then my job my job was a was a huge has been a huge factor in everything. Um, uh, I, I work with, um, I work with combined and, uh, the, the district that I'm with is freaking amazing. I went in for the first time to watch, kind of see what it was all about, check out the training. And when I left, I literally, I called my friend and I told him like, oh, well, I think I'm joining a cult, but I need to. (laughs) 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 You're drinking the (laughs) Kool-Aid. Yes, yes, exactly. 
but they're not a cult. I, I will put that up. They're not a cult. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> the just the atmosphere was so different than what I was used to in any other workplace. Uh, they're very like super positive, like uh, very positive kind of people like um, W.S. Clement Stone. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him. He's like best friends with Napoleon Hill. Who, they're like the grandfathers of like professional development. So like positive thinking, gratitude, all of that. Uh, he was the one who started the company combined. So it kind of it has trickled down into this idea of we need to be, you know, to be positive, you'll get more kind of thing, right? And uh, so through there, I've had a lot of growth. We do a lot of professional development for our trainings, basically twice a week, every single week. And uh, we learned about getting out of your comfort zones and all sorts of kinds of things like that. And so with that, it's been kind of trickling into, of course, my personal life. And in that, I've been able to find me. It's been, it's been, it's been amazing. This company, like my district, they have saved my life. Plain and simple. That's amazing. That is like, really and, nice. and, and finding you and finding people who, who help you do that. Like that, that's incredible. That's, that's one of the things I found after my own split was, surrounding yourself with people who help you rediscover who you are because who you are is already already there right it's just mm-hmm. it sounds like for you in your relationship you, you put layers over top you kind of hide that part of yourself right and when when those layers aren't required to be there anymore and you kind of start you know with the counseling like you mentioned you kind of peel off those layers and then you get little peaks of that you know that glowing center of you you know Mm -hmm. I'm so glad that you you landed in a place where 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 you're able to do that you had help doing that because not everyone has the help to do that and I'm so glad that you did yeah no I'm I'm so beyond grateful for the district like even even if I decide to leave tomorrow I'd still be like they 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 hold this very special special spot in my heart Absolutely. So now that you, how long have you been split for now with your ex? So I moved out, uh, I guess it would be the summer of 2021. Okay. 20, no, 2020. There we go. The so like COVID. COVID. Yeah. Beginning yeah. of COVID. So do you have a co-parenting relationship with him or? Well, um, you could call it that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think a lot of our listeners can relate to that. I know I've been there. Um, I mean, it's, it's, we, like him and I are very, we're good with each other and stuff like that, which helps. I mean, he takes them when he wants to take them. Uh, Sometimes that's really helpful. Sometimes it's not. And uh, we don't see eye to eye on basically anything. So that makes it really difficult. We, He's, he's against homeschooling. I'm for homeschooling. Well, I'm, I'm for both. He's, he's strictly um, for public. And uh, even like the way we feed them, the, the sleep get like I'm, I'm like, there's a sleep schedule. We have a routine going, stuff like that. He has none of it. Uh, so usually he'll drop them off and, you know, they went to bed at 11 PM the night before or something. And, and they're, so they're super tired and crabby the next day for me. So 
it's a work in progress. So when you when you have stuff like that, like how how have you how have you found a way to deal with that? Because obviously you don't have control over what happens in the other person's home, right? They're going to do what they're going to do. So what are some things that you found when you get cranky children back? You know <laughs> that they've been up super late because I've been through that as well. And it's, it's brutal. Yeah. So what are some things maybe, you know, not specifically to that, but just in general, what are some things that you found have helped you keep your sanity when dealing with someone who doesn't agree with kind of how, how to do things? Or do you just, th- or do you just like <laughs> imagine violent thoughts all the time? To, to, to <laughs> I mean, a little of both. <laughs> be a little of both, but no, I, I, to be honest, I continue to remind myself first of all of his kind of perspective of the fact that he typically will only have them one or two nights so of course he's going to let them stay up late because he wants to spend as much time as possible with them and and so I kind of try to remind myself and kind of put myself into his shoes um but the other thing is to I I just have an easy day with them the following day is what I usually do like typically we won't do homeschooling and if we do it's something they really enjoy doing um and we'll do like just something easy like yesterday we watched a movie while we ate dinner in the living room and and just hung out instead of me being like okay brush your teeth okay wash your face like instead of the routine we just kind of I just went with the flow (laughs) and I don't usually plan too many meetings the next day or anything with work or anything like that I just leave that day an empty day where I can kind of do all the stuff that I don't need other people for. That's it. You know what? Melatonin became my friend when, when I get, even now when I get my kids back sometimes, cause it's the same thing, you know, they, they stay up late. And like, like you said, I, I try and understand, okay. Like he, you know, with my situation, it's an 80, 20 split. So same thing, you know, he doesn't get to see them very often. You know, I'm sure he wants to spend a bit more time with them, but yeah, I, I I feel that so much. See, this is why we like I felt a sister soul with you because I'm like we had to deal with the same <laughs> crap and the same stuff. And I I love your approach to it. And I have to say I really respect the fact that you're looking at it from his perspective. Not many people can do that where you look at it as instead of I mean you still see well shit like thanks for letting them stay up super late so now I got to deal with it but you recognized perhaps the reasoning behind it and, and the compassionate reasoning behind that. So I just, I, I really respect that about you, that you're able to do that. Well, thank you. Yeah, I, I find going through life, it's just easier when you, when you deal with anybody that you, you know, you, you're not particularly happy with the situation and stuff. It's easier to put yourself in their shoes to, to really understand, like to understand what it is they're going through, what their mindset is. And it just, like it, it's it's kind of flipped everything for me in that sense too. You said you homeschool, which is amazing. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm trying to wrap my mind around it because I'm like, how is that amazing? I would go crazy. Like I look forward to the moment to drop my kids off at school in the morning. Like, see you later, bye. Um, Christina like, doesn't how? even stop the car. She just kind of rolls slowly <laughs> and kicks the kids out of the car. <laughs> Essentially. So like you, you work full time, right? So how do you find the time to also homeschool your kids? Like that seems 
so difficult? It's so, first of all, I am very grateful. I have a job where I can actually work from home. Um, and I mean, I don't know how single moms do working at an actual job out of the house. I really don't understand how that's even capable. Like I would get one week's worth of paycheck last month if that was the case. Um, Your shorts are in the cupboard. Where? In the cupboard. What in the cupboard? <laughs> I don't know. Check. Single parenthood at its finest right here, folks. <laughs> that was adorable. She was Thank like, you. hey, mom, I need the information. Where is it? Here's the shot. <laughs> oh, my God. So anyways, yeah. So I get to work from home. So that's been a really a huge blessing. My kids go to daycare in the mornings when I can get them to daycare and they don't have a runny nose. So they go to daycare in the morning. I typically pick them up around two o'clock and then I bring them home and we do homeschooling. Uh, My oldest needs about an hour and a half of homeschooling. That's it. Uh, The middle one, she does about an hour. And my youngest, well, he's not in school yet, but uh, he plays game. He plays educational games while I'm working with the girls, so that uh, he can he can stay out of our hair and he's learning things. And the girls get my full attention. It's 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 a lot easier than people think it is. I thought it was going to be crazy hard. Uh, my best friend homeschooled my kids last year. Bless her soul. She's the greatest woman in the world. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But, and she did a lot more than what I do with my kids. She did like, she did everything all the time. Um, But at the end of the day, what it comes down to is math and reading. That's it. And then the rest kind of comes as it goes. So like my kids understand what is going on with like COVID. I mean, I'm not talking to them about Ukraine, but, um, but they have an understanding of what's going on in the world today. Um, My oldest, she understands what a country is, a city is, she knows where we live uh, and then science is more things like you can teach them how to bake. There's some science there. We do science experiments sometimes. We've grown salt on trees. We've done all sorts of little things like that. That's some of their favorite stuff. And they do art all day long, so I don't have to worry about that. Um, and then I'll do, we'll either go for a walk to the, we'll go for a walk, we go to the park, or I'll throw on a video and they'll copy it. And it's some sort of like kicking and punching exercise, or maybe it's a dancing exercise. So they get their physical activity while I'm making dinner. Like it's, it's a lot easier than people think it is. Well, and you've been doing it a a while, right? Like you kind of get into a routine with it. Cause I know, like I've had you know, a couple of friends who are married mentioned, like, I don't know how you do it. And I mean, when you sit down and think about it, you think, yeah, really this, like, how am I doing this? But you just, you just get used to it, right? You just get used mm-hmm. to, this is you just build life. Your routine. And you, yeah. Exactly. Your threshold for what you can handle and what you can shoulder has to increase as a single parent. There's just, there's no yeah. way about it. Other, otherwise you won't survive. You won't survive yeah. as a, th- as a single parent. It's just not possible. So um, like, yeah, I, I'm with Christina. I totally 
you know, bow down to your ability to work <laughs> and and homeschool. I mean, lockdown was lockdown was enough for me to have my children at home. And now I'm like, thank God for school. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I couldn't I did we did the um, direct learning for like half of kindergarten for my oldest when the schools initially locked down. And uh, um, yeah, no, thank you. No, thank you. I would not do direct learning ever again, which is why homeschooling became a thing anyways. Because um, I was not interested in getting locked back down multiple times through the school year. Nothing like that. Because sitting, putting my kid in front of the screen, expecting them to listen to their teacher at that, especially at such a young age. I'm like, there is no, there's no way. No way. <laughs> no way. We, we stopped. We stopped. I think we stopped doing schooling in April that year. Mm-hmm. Well, you're basically just there trying to keep your kids like you have to be there when your kids are young like that. I went through that with my son and he at the time he was seven. Like even at, you know, the age seven, you think they'd be able to sit and dial in. No, you. I, oh, I thought, no. OK, well, I can let you do school and I'm going to work. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's that's not how it was at all. No. And it was so aggravating. So I I. It's interesting you made you made the switch then, and like kudos to you for making the switch that that works for you because it sounds like sounds like you have the kids almost all the time. Yeah. Like you're the one who has to feel that, right? So like yeah. yeah, kudos to you for making the the decision that works best for you. Well, thanks. I, I think it's an interesting dynamic to have a common law relationship because um, I know I know for me like my my progression was dating, marriage, kids you know, white picket fence, <laughs> 2.5 children, you know, the, the, the stereotypical, you know, progression of life. But I know that that's not, that's not everybody. And it sounds like you guys, you guys didn't, you guys didn't do the marriage thing. So how, how did that, how did that dynamic work? I'm actually very curious how, how common law works. Maybe, maybe we can start there and maybe I'll poke a little more because <laughs> I'm, I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated by that dynamic. Uh, the biggest reason why I think the marriage thing never even ever happened. Uh, first of all, I had been dating him for just under a year when I found out that I was pregnant with my first. So we hadn't even been living together. I was living at my mom. I had moved back to my mom's uh, while I was going back to school. And uh, so I found out I was pregnant so from there, it was kind of like, well, what do we do? And uh, so I gave him the choice, like you either you can stick around or you don't have to. I'm giving you your choice. And of course, he stuck around and he uh, well, and then we moved in together. I think we probably moved in together more so closer to like the summertime is when we kind of started me started staying with him a lot more often. And. And from there, it just kind of progressed. So we had, so we had, I had my first, we stayed there for a while, for quite a long time. And I ended up pregnant with the second one. Uh, She was completely unplanned. I, to be honest, I was considering not even keeping her. I was, I was, I was terrified. I was petrified of this idea of having a second baby. Um, And I, I was already a state full-time stay-at-home mom with my first and doing a lot of the front of the labor of her and she was a bit colicky too to make things even better and uh I've never had to deal with colic but I I I was a colicky baby and it's so hard 
yeah, I, I heard from my mom what that was like. And I, oh, yeah. yeah to, no. In order to feed her, I used to turn on a vacuum and sit next to the vacuum to calm her down enough so I could feed her. Like we used to, I, I used to actually go outside in the middle of the night because she'd wake up screaming for no reason. I couldn't calm her down. I couldn't figure out what was going on or why or anything like that. And I'd like wrap her in a blanket and we'd walk back and forth in front of the house for like an hour straight. And, uh, and like we do it in the dead of winter. We did it in the summertime, like anytime. Um, especially because um, he was working, he needed his sleep. So I had to make sure that I was able to settle her down. So he was able to sleep and go to work. And um, so it was, it was a really, she was, she was challenging. She was also very, she still is very much a mom, mom's girl, like to sleep. Like she, I couldn't like, I had to be touching her for her to sleep. Like, it, like even wow. just a finger, even just a finger. The moment I moved my finger, she'd wake up. Like it was, mm-hmm. it, it was a lot. So finding out I was pregnant with my second and things weren't hundred percent great between us. And so I was kind of like, oh crap. Like, I, I don't know if I could do this. I can't do this. And, and the other thought was in my head was if something were to happen between him and I, could I take care of two kids on my own? And so it really kind of freaked me out. Um, but I decided to keep, I decided to keep her, which I'm grateful for. She's so freaking funny. Uh, <laughs> the one who reminds me of my impending death on a regular basis. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> but, uh, so I kept her, things were good. And then, um, a couple of years later, we ended up, I ended up pregnant with my third one. Things were really not so good between the two of us. We were trying to work through things. Um, It was probably my lowest point of my life. Um, I was, I was going through some severe depression and everything like, like I'm talking, like sitting in my bathroom, trying to figure out the best way not to traumatize my children and disappear. Like it was, it was a really bad time in my life. And, uh, um, I'm really but sorry I you went through that. I just really <laughs> sorry you went through that because I, I I've been through postpartum depression myself, and I I know those thoughts, and that yep. is that is a terrifying place to be. So I'm I'm sorry you went through that. Thanks. I mean, I'm I'm grateful I went through it. To be honest, I I learned a lot from it, um, and going through all of everything that I went through, I. I I'm grateful for every single second of it and my son is now like the the greatest little f- monster in the world uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll say he's got like the biggest smile it, his smile takes over his face and mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh so yeah and so we just never ended up getting married because it was just if there was never a good timing we didn't have the money to I mean I got pregnant coming out of school and so we just lived together. We did our taxes together. And that was, that was it. Like it was and by law after, well, by law, after two years, you have to be considered common law anyway. So it kind of just worked out that way. I, I want to say thank you for sharing. And the moment you talked about being in your bathroom and trying to think of it every way, not to traumatize your children I've been there and I see Mm -hmm. you, I hear you. 
Um, it's an awful feeling going through depression, especially with kids and feeling really yeah. alone in that. Even if there's someone there, you might feel like they're really not and you're facing these battles alone. And I feel like you can relate to that just by sharing your story today. It didn't seem like he completely understood the severity of like what you were feeling. And it was always about him. Like he needed to get his sleep to go to work the next day, but he didn't think about how you might've needed sleep so you could still be mom the next day. And that's such a difficult thing when you're with someone and they don't see that. And I remember like even my own story, I remember I'd be up all night with my youngest daughter and thinking how angry I was that I didn't have that help. Mm-hmm. Was there times that you felt like he did help in those moments or did you feel like you had anyone to rely on like family, your mom, anyone that could come and help you when you had three kids to take care of really on your own? <laughs> right. So my mom, uh, when my, when my oldest was born, she was, she was making her own schedule at the time for her job. So she was constantly coming over and taking me out and about, um, especially since her, she's, she's my Halloween baby. And, uh, so, uh, a lot of it was during the winter. So she's trying to keep me from getting postpartum and winter blues and all of it all at once. So she was really good there. Um, I also have the most, my most amazing best friend. Um, and she was there a lot too. So she's, she would, if I was in a really bad state or, you know, there was a, there was something that happened or anything like that, she would be the first person I called or, you know, she'd come pick me up and just be like, Hey, let's, you're doing errands with me and the kids. And she's got, she had, she had kids too. She's, she's got her third one on the way. Um, <laughs> I'm so excited. And she's got two girls and the baby is a boy too. Um, <laughs> Her, 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 our lives are very parallel. It's really weird, but anyways, um, so yeah, she, she definitely was, um, a huge, a huge beacon of light in my world. I don't know where I'd be without her. Um, she's, she's the most phenomenal person in the world. I also had quite a few other people who were always there for me. And, and, and I, I have since apologized for them having to repeat themselves a hundred plus times to me over the same things <laughs> because now I'm, de- I'm, I'm trying to help a friend in a similar situation. And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry that I didn't get, understand what you guys were saying. Like, Oh my God, like this is crazy, but it's the, the flip around has taught a lot of like compassion and stuff for myself too. So it works out. Um, yeah, my I've I have to say I have I have some of the most amazing people in my life for support and uh, like I said my best friend homeschooled last year for me even uh, for a full year without without any without anything like she didn't expect anything in return for it except for friendship which is she's she's my she's my heart. <laughs> a lot of people don't realize how important those friendships are especially when you're in the thick of it like it's crazy when you really think and I remember when I was in the thick of it and 
I remember my daughter's dad said, your friends aren't always going to be around. And I was like, no, you're not always going to be around. And <laughs> this day, I am still so close with my closest friends. And that never strayed. Like, men come and go. <laughs> but your friends really, like, there's some of them that are just really there forever. And I think it's so great that you had that support because... I've seen so many people in marriages or common law relationships and they stay for years um, and it's not healthy and they're just sort of stuck and well, what am I going to do with my life? I've been taking care of the kids for X, Y, and Z amount of years. I'm going to have to figure out a career path or whatever it is. And it's crazy to think that like... I, I actually just wanted to say, Christina, I... <laughs> I mean, you all heard me laughing, but I loved how your approach to it was no friends are staying, you're going. Like if anything's going to leave, it's going to be, it's going to be you. Like I, I really mm -hmm. wonder like the, the difference in the connection between women and men, because it mm -hmm. seems very much like it, at least in that case. And I don't know, maybe it, it, I could be totally stereotyping here. And if I am, I'm very sorry, men. But it seems like for women, those connections between each other are the strongest mm -hmm. it, 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 to a certain extent, especially if we're single parents, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's the, that's the connector piece there. Um, but I mean, Christina, feel free to challenge me on that. I saw you, I saw you processing it and taking it in and thinking. No, I don't yes, disagree. No. no, I don't disagree with it. I started thinking about, I squirrel. And then I was like, why are all relationships that like, oh, if you live with someone, it has to be like a romantic partner. Like, why can't it be like two best friends living together? Like yeah. the best time of raising my kids was when one of my closest friends lived with us for a year and I had so much help more help than I think I've ever had in my life and I was like can you just like stay forever like this is amazing <laughs> like she would help me with so much like and just having someone to like talk to and mm -hmm. it was so good and it didn't have to be like about oh great now they're gonna like expect something from me it was purely friendship and that was the best part about living with a friend versus like a romantic partner because with like a relationship it's like oh well I was here for you so what am I going to get back and it's like why is it like that like that is so toxic <laughs> like no yeah yeah like I, I agree the quid pro quo thing is you know that's that's not healthy I do think when you are in a relationship with someone inevitably there are expectations within a relationship right like the romantic relationship is totally different than a friendship relationship oh don't give me the thumbs down christina you i hate expectations true. though honestly like they ruin things expectations ruin things well, i yes, i want yeah i want to say that i, I like the expectations of like oh i expected to this and that you know those expectations sometimes can like hinder relationships like true. i really do feel that way they, they can, but I also think that if you are going to be in a relationship with someone, I think to a certain extent, there does need to be a conversation about expectations. Like what, what do you want out of the relationship, right? What do you need from the relationship? Because a romantic relationship, totally different than a platonic friendship. Like there, there is a difference, right? And because hearts, mm -hmm. hearts are more involved in the romantic one. And I think there, there needs to be a very clear discussion about that, right? 
just just so that hearts don't get broken. Because if you have have an epiphany now, Christina, I'm like, I don't want to live with a romantic partner. If there's all these expectations, I think I just want to live with my best friends. (laughs) It'd be way more fun. Like, just imagine, I've had this conversation with a few of my friends. I'm like, we should get like a gigantic duplex, break the wall down in the middle. And we just have one big house. It would be huge. Yes, and we'd all have our own zones, like I mean, <laughs> your own wing of the house. Yeah, and you'd have more child care because yeah. friends are like, "Oh yeah, just leave the kids with me." Like, why the hell are we all doing this alone? I'm just saying, I'd love to hear the listeners' <laughs> feedback on this. Please let us know what you're thinking because in my head, I'm like, "No, this is great." <laughs> <laughs> well, like it's interesting you talk about how you know your your best friend. Um, moved in one of your friends moved in well I think I more so moved in with her oh you like did I, I was like I need somewhere to go and she was like I got you girl and Hurricane then we Christina just made landfall <laughs> yeah but honestly like I think if it was me I would totally be okay with not having that in my life with like a romantic partner if I got a trade-off and I like lived with friends it's like more childcare, more like hilarious laughing, no expectations. Like, I think this is going to be a thing. It's an epiphany. I had it. It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, like my my sister moved in with with me and my kids the year after my split. And and that that was great for me because she's she's been single. She's she's been single her whole life. And she, she taught me how to be single. I've never been single. I was 19 when I first met my ex-husband and dated him, got married. Like I didn't, I didn't have those formative twenties to date around and figure out who I am and, and all that. I jumped right into a relationship and didn't leave. So it was, you know, pretty, I don't want to say. She didn't go through the whole phase. I didn't go through the hoe phase. No, and I I still won't go through the hoe phase. Why? <laughs> Why? Christina keeps questioning me on this, and I just no, no. I mean, no, I can you. understand, but <laughs> <laughs> well, like, and and like, I I really respect the fact, uh, Tamara, that you you didn't do that because, like, both Christina and I had the experience of living with someone else. We had, you know, a little bit of extra help. It doesn't sound like you did. No, at, at all. You went own. straight from family home to living on your own with with no help. So I'm I'm curious for for you how how was that transition because you essentially did that by yourself. Like how how was that transition both for you and for your kids? It was easy to be honest. Really? Um, I well, I'm I prefer living on my own, I think. I uh I moved out basically the month after high school ended. I was already in my own apartment and I lived on my own um, for a year, moved in with a boyfriend for a year, back out onto my own for a year. And then I went went back to my mom's. It was terrible. Not that she's terrible, not that living with her was terrible, but I really hated living with her because, well, her and my stepdad, because I just, it it just didn't feel right for me. Um, Right. I mean, I was never home anyways, but whatever. <laughs> um, uh, and then even leave it, living with their dad, like it, 
yeah, when I moved out, I loved it. I loved, I loved the, like the freedom. Like I said, like, I love the idea that I could do whatever I wanted with my space. I didn't have to check in with anybody. I, I could go around dancing naked if I really wanted to, and no one was going to stop me. So, <laughs> it, it, just, it just, yeah, I, I'm a very independent person. I don't think like I had originally was going to actually have someone move in with me, um, a friend and uh, her girlfriend and she was supposed to move in with me and then we were looking at places and then they decided that it just wasn't going to be feasible to get out of where they were so instead I was like okay that's cool I'm gonna find a place for myself I mean I kind of wish sometimes I had somebody here it would make my life a thousand times easier but I I'm really enjoying the freedom. So it's kind of like a, you either get the freedom of doing literally anything you want, or you get all the help in the world, which at the end of the day, I'd rather my freedom. <laughs> I, I have to say like the, the experience of living on my own, I, I'd never done that. I never lived on my own before. And even oh. after my split, when my, when my sister moved in, like I wasn't, I wasn't alone. Right. So yeah. now being alone, it was kind of freaky at first. What are some really positive things that have, that you've noticed over the last couple of years from where you were in the relationship and where you are now, you know, whether it's personally, whether it's, you know, you've noticed in your kids, your, your general life, what, what are some things that you've noticed? Huh? This, this is good. This is good where I am now. A lot of things. There's so many things. I, people themselves in like in my normal circle they've even like commented just on like I smile more I'm more optimistic I'm more I'm constant like I'm just happier as a person and they're starting to see who they used to know come back out in just the way of like I'm I've always been very (laughs) I'm a very stubborn bullheaded kind of person but with the biggest heart in the world like I'm I'm a I'm a, what do I call myself? I'm a rebellious humanitarian is what I call myself. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, and even like smaller things, like I I have many dance parties by myself now, like not even just like, screw my kids can go away. I'll have a dance party by myself. (laughs) 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 They look at me like I'm crazy. Like, so I'm like, yeah, we're not, we're not going to do that. Um, I, I'm, slowly standing up for myself more and more when it comes to me and my boundaries and and I've learned the term boundaries um I word yes oh my gosh um and then I've also kind of moved into a journey of um empowering other women as I'm learning to be empowered myself I'm learning to empower other women and that's been a really huge thing for me as well I created a Facebook group. I've now got like this big giant dream of creating like this massive women's organization Uh, and it keeps growing. It's, it's now at a national level and I now probably am going to make it international um, (laughs) because I'm crazy, but in finding myself and removing myself from all of that, I've now found my passion my, my path in life, which is something it's, it's, it's phenomenal to feel that way. You found your purpose. Mm -hmm. 
And what's the Amazing. name of the, the Facebook group that you've started? Um, well, it's currently named uh, Female Empowerment Group. I'm probably going to change the name of that because it's not, I didn't mean it to be not inclusive, but it, I want it to be all inclusive. So we'll see. So it's Female Empowerment Group at the moment. To be determined if the name changes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's just it. I didn't, I wanted it to not just be Women's Empowerment Group because <laughs> every group is called women's empowerment group so that's why I changed it to female and then once I did it I realized because I want to include like the transgender and stuff like that included because they still deal with a lot of similar situations as um naturally born women um so I want to include them in that but of course my name doesn't really include that necessarily if women want to find you on Facebook, then um, what's the name of your Facebook group? Yeah, so it's Female Empowerment Group. So, Tamara, what would you want other single parents to take away from your story today? That they're, A, not alone. Everybody is going through the same kind of struggles as they are. There's there's at least at least one other person who's got pretty much the same story as them. Uh, that's something that I've learned over the last few years. Um and that they can do it. I mean, I, I, I'm a single mom with three kids. I'm homeschooling. I run two businesses. I'm volunteering all of my time. So if I can do all of that, they can, they can, they can do the single mom thing. They can do it. Um, and not to be afraid to reach out for help, go to counseling, you know, and, 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 and lean on your friends, lean on your family. You know, they're there to help you through all of it. Like they like you it's not you're not asking them you're not asking them for their firstborn son they like you except the help (laughs) (laughs) i love that i don't think i've ever equated that that's fantastic (laughs) but it makes sense it makes sense right like you're not this this is not a um like you said bartering away your firstborn child this is like just ask for the help. I love that. I love that. Well, thank you, Tamara, so much for for sharing your story today and for for being vulnerable enough to share your story. Because, you know, the when we have guests come on to to share these stories, this it, it can get a little tough to to go back to those memories and to bring them up. And I know from personal experience that, you know, sharing my own story on this podcast, it can be difficult to cast your memory back and, you know, go through those those memories again. So thank you so much for, for sharing your story today. We appreciate you so much coming on the podcast. Thank you. I really appreciate uh, being able to share it. And I really appreciate chatting with you girls. You guys are awesome. I love your guys's energy. You guys, and I love this podcast. I love this podcast. I started listening to it and I haven't stopped. So it's an amazing podcast. (laughs) Thank thank you. you. We appreciate that feedback. And if you have any, obviously ideas of what you want to hear more of like let us know go on social media and let us know email us whatever you need to do or if you had someone that listens to your story and they're like oh they should talk about this because something that you said sparked that for them you know like that's Mm -hmm. always great for us but I do want to say I feel like you are such a bright light and I can see why you are able to empower other women and keep doing what you're doing because every person that does this can make a change can be the change for so many other women or 
whoever's out there listening to them, right? Mm -hmm. So keep on doing the damn thing. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. And thank you to all our listeners for joining us today. We're glad that you you took the time out of your day to to spend a little bit of time with us and with Tamara. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Just click subscribe. Feel free to leave a comment about this episode or a previous episode if it piqued your interest or if um, you have something to say about it. Like Christina said, if you have any ideas for topics you want us to talk about, um, blended families, uh you know, getting remarried after, you know, after a split dating, we've talked a bit about living that. with friends and living with friends, all that stuff. <laughs> if you have any, anything that you would like us to cover on this podcast, please do let us know. Um, and until then, we'll catch you on the next episode. You can find more great episodes featuring helpful information and amazing stories by searching Single Parent Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or visit www.lifesongfilms.com and click podcast. Thanks for joining us today. And remember, we're We're all all in this together. together.